Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Tom Bernard Joe with Mike Molina. And Andy Brappernard. We'll be right back more with Kostaki Shikwanamopoulos. Right after this. Tom Bernardo, Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for. There's part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom here for Walzer, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram in Hopkins. You're invited to a new vehicle show Tuesday, May 1st from 6 to 9 p.m. They are launching the new 2019 Ram truck. This is the most widely anticipated launch in Ram history. If trucks aren't your thing, you might want to check out the city's largest inventory of Jeep Wranglers. There'll be food and refreshments and giveaways. This is a low-pressure, fun evening. And with Walzer's upfront pricing and lifetime powertrain warranty, they can make the buying process fun as well. Everyone who attends will automatically receive a coupon worth $500 towards the purchase of a new Ram or Wrangler. When you stop in, ask for Campbell Walzer and tell him I sent you. Though I love to tease him because he's Paul's son. He is a great guy, though, uh, and has always taken good care of us. Put it on your calendars, Tuesday, May 1st, from 6 to 9 at Walzer Chrysler in Hopkins. She This is Kostaki's theme song, I'm Only 17, it's called. There's no question about it. Kostaki Konomopoulos, quick snaps, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we haven't gone through the Vikings draft because nobody wants to. <laughs> Honestly, it's just our teams in this. I'm talking about the University of Minnesota, the Vikings, the Twins, the Wild, the Timberwolves. They all suck. <laughs> Except for the women's teams over at the University of Minnesota, they're pretty good. They torture you. That's that's what sports does. It's just it does. It tortures you. It, you're absolutely right. You're 100 percent right. Vegas says 10 wins for the Vikings. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, well, good Vegas. news is uh, Trey Wayne's is going to stick around because we just exercised our option on him. Oh, good. So he won't be able to cover anybody for another year. That's good. <laughs> That'll be wonderful. What's the last pick? Like 300? Mister Irrelevant. Two fifty something. No, it's higher than that. Two seventy. Maybe two seventy. You might two seventy might be right. Two something, I think. Yeah, he's always Mister Irrelevant. There's only seven rounds now. In the old days, they had like fifteen rounds. Mm. That's Wasn't the MLB it? draft. <laughs> I think Johnny Unitas was drafted in the fifteenth round. Is that right? I think that's true. Andy, would you look up and see Johnny Unitas when he was drafted? Mister Irrelevant. Let's see. Uh, the first one was nineteen. 19- 76, pick number 487. Oh, my goodness. And that Yikes. was. To uh, Kelvin Kirk, whoever that is. I think he became the Starship Enterprise. Uh. Yes. <laughs> Kelvin Kirk of the USS Enterprise. Uh, the current Mr. Irrelevant is Trey Quinn, oh. 256th. Trey Quinn? Which is. Oh, so two, 256 is the last pick? Two to the eighth power. 
Look up and oh. see when Johnny Unitas was drafted, Andy. There's a fun fact for you. Johnny U N I T A S. Unitas? Unitas. Johnny uh, let's see. I think it was like a 13th, 14th, 15th round, something like that. Um, Unbelievable. Pick. I think only about 50% of no. the 7th rounders make the team, maybe no. less. He was around right. 9. Pick 102. No. Round nope. 9. It's still a round that doesn't exist yeah. anymore. It's still <laughs> yes. ra- he was round 9? Uh-huh. He would have been an undrafted free agent. I wonder who the most successful lowest pick of all time would be. You find that out, Andy. The most successful lowest pick in the NFL draft of all time. Uh, here, well, I can get Hall of Famers by draft round. How Tom about Brady that? Tom Brady was drafted 199th. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. And this year they picked a quarterback at that, the Titans. Right. Yep. They did. Yeah, we did too uh, like eight years ago. Uh, there there is a New York Giant in the Hall of Fame drafted in the 27th round. <laughs> what? Roosevelt Brown. 27th round? Yep. What year was that? 1902? 53. 53. John Madden was drafted in the 21st. But he never played, did he? He's in the Hall of Fame well, for know, the Eagles. As a coach. So, I don't know. John Madden played for the Eagles? I guess. Wow. His position is listed as T. What's T? Tackle. So there you go. I guess he was. My favorite thing of all time, and Kostaki, I'm sure you know this, but my favorite thing of all time is John Madden hates it when Frank Caliendo does that impression of him. Does he really? He hates it. Wow, <laughs> wow. I'm shocked to hear that. It's phenomenal. How it, could you not like that? It's so well done. Why? Because it, it too, hurts his feelings? It's too real. <laughs> it's too real. It's too earthy and gritty and like common man-ish. I've been begging people to do an impression of me. No one can do an impression of me. I beg all the great impressionists that could you do work on an impression of me because I'd like to hear it, <laughs> but nobody can do it, and I don't know why that is. What the hell's wrong with these people? <laughs> well, you do have a distinctive voice and way about you. It seems it seems like something impressionists could do. You would think, yeah, exactly. Oh, that that surprises me. I, Madden always seemed like a pretty good sport about stuff. That's weird. God damn. I can't imagine 27 rounds of an NFL draft. 27 (laughs) rounds. Can you imagine? Well, but wait a minute. They only drafted, what were there, 12 teams back then? Uh, Yeah, right. Did the ratings still beat the NBA playoffs? See, 1953 NFL draft. uh, Let's see how many players there were. They went up, there were 30 rounds. 30 rounds so yes. of and there 12 were, players apiece. There were still, let's see, yeah, 12 players in the 30th round. So there you go. So, yeah, pick, there were 12 teams. Pick 360. <laughs> Hal Mouse from Montana. Hal Mouse. The it's got to be Moss. It can't be Mouse. That's a great name. Well, I, can, I can see his black and white yeah. picture. Did <laughs> well, yeah. you see uh, Vince Young going up there to announce the draft pick? Because did you hear him blunder the name? Oh, not Vince Young. Yeah, Vince oh, he Young. did, yeah. yeah. Honor. Oh, yep. Hey, you know what's going to happen on this play? Vince Young's going to run right. <laughs> I mean, that's all the guy ever did. <laughs> he didn't even run left and right. He just ran right. That was his whole game. That Rose Bowl, though. Oh, oh it oh, was yeah. pretty amazing. Oh, my God. But his professional career was a disaster. Yeah, it turns out. But he was he had a great first year. He had a little bit of a, well, I don't know. He, he looked good early and then just fell off a cliff. He's somewhere. working at Subway now, isn't he? <laughs> Oh, they're closing his. <laughs> yeah, they're closing his subways. So he'd be out of a job. Did you hear they're closing like 2,000 subways? Really? Yeah, there's 26,000 of them, so they're not going to go under anytime soon. But you know, who hopefully will be joining him. He had a great first year. Is that Blair Walsh? Blair Walsh. Yeah. What happened to him? Oh, they moved just it back. Remember, they moved it back, and then yeah. he just screwed up his head. And that was it. That was it. Wow. There's no question about it. I forgot it. that name. Yeah. Well, you did play at Georgia, Kostaki. I know. I was rooting for that kid, but what an ugly sequence and of we, events. We drafted another kicker out of the SEC this year, so we'll see. Oh, great. Perfect. Oh, did you really? Yeah, at Auburn. Uh, Carlson. This, All right. You want to hear a wonderful 30-second story, Kostaki? Because you got what? You got four more minutes, right? Yeah, three maybe. Three, okay. Three maybe. Th- I this like be- stories. Okay, this is a good story. All of the fast food chains are working so hard to stuff us full of fried food at rock-bottom prices. Maybe this kind of mixed up this individual. A woman went into a woman. looks like one of the Cosby kids. It doesn't look like a woman. Uh, A woman went into a Popeye's in Staten Island, New York, earlier this month and ordered the $4 deal. It comes with chicken strips, a biscuit, and a side, but no drink. Well, apparently the woman was confused, thought she was at Wendy's, 
got the getting the four uh, four dollar deal at Wendy's, which does include a drink. Little drugs gone. She was so upset that she couldn't get a soda. She picked up a chair and smashed out the front window of Popeye. <laughs> Over a drink on a $4 deal. She I'm looks surprised like she, that doesn't happen more often. Uh, she looks like she's three feet tall. She does look like she's about three feet. Okay, that oh, has to be yelling. a child. That oh is a God. little child. Oh, she just grabbed her crotch and, and pointed. There's, that's not a yep. chair. No, that's a oh. sign. Here comes the chair. There's the chair. There it is. There's the chair. It smashed out the front window. Good she, move. She can't be any older than, like, 17. Yeah, she looks like she's about 15, 16, 17. And she's probably. already making great decisions. Well, you know, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my ancestors and people of uh, Sicilian origin do reside in Staten Island. They like the four dollar yeah. deal. Yep, we do. At Wendy's rather than Popeyes. Yeah. And they also like smashing windows. Yeah, we do. And it would be a shame if something happened to your business. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Kostaki, thank you for not ridiculing the Vikings draft. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I, you know, 10 no, wins. Think about that. Don't even start good, with me. Good news early. All right. Yeah, good, good news early. Listen to you. We'll see what happens. Can I close on a, uh, on a, on a joke that has a distantly racial connotation? Oh, God. It's I'm the, not known for that at all. It's the perfect show for this. Colton Miller, the offensive tackle to the Raiders, uh, 6 feet 9 inches, 309 pounds. He's the biggest thing to hit Oakland since crack. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That is a wonderful line, sir. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, pal. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Kostaki Economopolis quick snaps, ladies and gentlemen, every NFL season on the Tom Bernard Show. That's all you need to know. How about this idiot? Not Kostaki. I've moved on now. <laughs> There's such a fine line between being an ex-felon and a current felon. A cop in Springfield, Oregon, tried to stop a 35-year-old guy named Brock Williams outside of a grocery store last week for an outstanding warrant. But Brock sped off on his motorcycle. And the cop noticed he had a customized license plate. It said, ex-felon. The license plate was personalized to ex-felon. And by the way, there's there's no E in the X, by the way. It's just X felon. It was true. Brock is a convicted felon. But that's about the only thing that uh, was honest. Since it was a stolen motorcycle with fake plates on it. They were stolen plates. There's one more problem they don't point out, by the way. Well, which we'll get to in a second. So he's on a stolen motorcycle. He put stolen license plate that said X felon on them on the stolen motorcycle, ran from the cops. Anyway, the cops caught him when he went down a dead-end street. That's how smart this guy is. It says dead-end right on the side. Brock's not a genius. And then he got off the motorcycle and tried to walk away. Now, you ready, Andy, for the other great part of this? What? Bring up, blow up the side the picture. Beep. And look at what year the license plate's from. 1993. 1993 <laughs> wow. license plate. We'll just put that on there. It expired in in December of 1993. Well, at least like take a sharpie and like you know make yeah. it look like it says uh, 2018. What state is this? Uh, uh, Maryland, did it say? Um, um, Oregon. Oregon. And by the uh, way, because those are similar. The uh, plate is from North Carolina. So that's the other part of it. It's a North Carolina plate from 1993 that says X felon on it. I think Brock might have been exposed to some lead mm, yeah, or yes. something. I think Brock uh, ate a little too much paint off the crib or something when he was a little yeah. kid. Yeah. Unbelievable. Ooh, I like this. Juror says that Cosby's own words doomed him. You know, Bill, he... He was such. A, he was one of my heroes when I was a kid. I mean, an absolute hero. And then he turned to this piece of turd. For at least one of Bill Cosby's jurors, it was the entertainer's own words that led to a vote of guilty. In an interview that aired on Good Morning America, 22-year-old Harrison Snyder said Cosby's 2005 deposition in a civil suit is what swayed him, reports the Philadelphia Inquirer. It was his deposition, really, said Snyder. Mr. Cosby admitted to giving these quaaludes to women, young women, in order to have sex with them. Snyder was referring to Cosby's testimony in a lawsuit filed against him more than a decade ago by Andrea Constand, a case that Cosby eventually settled for $3.4 million. Meanwhile, the jury forewoman released a statement to say that the verdict was based solely on the evidence, 
Our decision was not influenced in any way by factors other than what we heard and saw in the courtroom, she wrote per NBC News. Not once were race or the hashtag MeToo movement ever discussed. Why would you discuss race in this case? He tried to, well, his lawyer tried to bring race into it like last year, well, but it didn't go anywhere. Weren't most of the women black? I don't really know. I think most of the women that he raped were black. So how would race come into that? So now I have a question, but well, I, I need Mike Bryant, because if she settled for $3.4 million, how was she able to take the stand and, you know, yeah, she shouldn't know. be able to. But I don't know how that works out. I don't know. He settled. But he actually, in court, admitted in 2005 that he gave quaaludes to women so he could have sex with them. Well, if you take quaaludes, if some guy says, here, Let's, you know, take quaaludes and have sex, and then you do it. That's on you, so... Yeah, but I don't think he, they knew they were taking quaaludes. Well, that's not clear based No, that on is this. not clear. You're right about that. In that statement, it is not clear. I mean, I know he has said in the past that, like, they both took something, like uh, him and the girl. That. Weren't quaaludes a thing in the 70s? Who's popping them in 2005? Yeah, they're not really a thing anymore. Yeah, when, well, quaaludes <laughs> were like a 70s thing, yeah. weren't they? They're not great for you, so uh, quaalude is, let's see. Quaalude. I don't even know if they use it anymore. Is it a benzo? It is not a benzo. It's a quinazolinone. Quinaz- the very famous quinazolinone. But, yeah, not really... I don't know. Either. Not used anymore because there's much uh, safer things to take that do the same things. This is amazing to me. A New York bar can apparently toss out a customer for wearing a Make America Great Again cap, which Greg Piatek found out the hard way, CNN reports. The Philadelphia man says he went to the happiest hour bar in the West Village last January and couldn't get served because of his hat. First, a bartender ignored them. Then he was told to take it off. And when he wouldn't, he and his friends were kicked out. The bar owner says Piatek got booted for being verbally abusive. But Piatek alleges that the bar manager told him, I spoke directly to the owner, and the owner told me that anyone who supports Trump or believes what you believe is not welcome here, and you need to leave right now because we won't serve you. So apparently freedom of speech in America is out the window. Now, unless... They would consider, like, obviously you can't wear a hat that's, like, sexually or or orientation or racially offensive. But how is Make America Great Again any of those? I don't know. Look, I'm not a huge supporter of Trump either, but these people have lost their minds. They're completely off the deep end. Anyway, we will be right back in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020. To RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock. Flow docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you could install level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flo's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flo boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flo's newest dealer in Chanhassen, Lakeshore Equipment, 952-474-DOC, or lakeshoreequipment.com, of course. 
flow docks and lifts a better way it's all i can do to keep waiting for you what do you think of that we'll just belt it out it's all i can do all right anyway Back to this hat thing. A New York bar can apparently toss out a customer for wearing a Make America Great Again cap, which Greg Piatek found out the hard way. CNN reports the Philadelphia man says he went to the happiest hour bar in the West Village last January. Couldn't get served because of the hat. Uh, the bartender says uh, he talked to the owner and uh, he said anybody who supports Trump or believes what you believe is not welcome here. And you need to leave right now because we won't serve you. So Piatek filed suit in Manhattan Supreme Court and said the encounter offended his sense of being an American. The New York Post reports, but when the bar's lawyer pointed out in Manhattan court Wednesday that only religious beliefs, not political ones, are protected under a city and state law, Piatek lawyer Paul Leggieri said his client was in New York paying spiritual tribute. <laughs> oh, God, don't start that. At a 9-11 memorial, the Make America Great Again hat was part of his spiritual belief, Leggieri said. Leggieri eventually conceded that Piatek's spiritual group had only one member. <laughs> him uh, and the judge dismissed the incident as a petty slight Legieri says his client may appeal here's my problem with it if I went to a bar or a restaurant and they said we're not going to serve you I'd go okay good I'll just tell everybody on my show across America never to go into your bar again So, but I'm in a different position than most people I guess I'm lucky in that way. I'm lucky and unlucky in that way. Yeah, I suppose is the best way to put it. But I've been I've been kicked out of a couple of bars, and I just you know you've you, been you kicked out of some of the finest yeah. bars. And, <laughs> of course, uh, like I said, my brother got kicked out of a bar for a bar fight <laughs> two weeks ago. Might be getting a little on uh, for that well, kind well, of. Well, you deal. had a little run-in with the bouncer now, back in your uh, 19 years old. Yeah, it was not a run-in. It was f you, boom, knocked out. <laughs> it was not a run-in. I thought I was a cool guy when I was 19, and then I woke up on the floor. <laughs> uh, Korean fried chicken restaurant opening in Uptown and in Dinkytown's former Vecchio's? Huh? Korean mm. fried chicken, Andy. What do you think? Well, I mean, I've got... Uh, here we go. What the hell do you call it? Monte Carlo. Here we go. No, it's just like, uh, you know, I was out in New York last week, and it's like you take a walk down Mulberry Street, and, man, it's getting smaller and smaller. Oh, because it's, it's Chinatown. Chinese, yeah, Chinatown. Chinatown has taken over. Yep. Little Italy, it's yep. true. Yeah, and, and it, uh, that's been going on for decades now. It's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> they got st- Broom and Mulberry still all right, isn't yep. it? But yeah, everything, I mean, it used to be, you know, expand a canal. Obviously, canal's all Chinatown, but then it's the same thing on Houston. So, yeah, there yeah. you go. There you have it. I, I will never forget, you know, the, the bar Luna? Yeah. The Italian yeah. bar right there, Luna? First time I ever went in there, little editing coming your way. The first time I ever went in there, there was a guy. He says, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Everything is good? i tell you what. I don't need a menu. I know what I want. Give me some fucking eggs and a fucking Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he ordered his breakfast. Eggs and a Budweiser. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so what, what are Korean fried, uh, what's free Korean fried chicken, Andy? I don't know. Uh, bon Chan, a New York-based chain focusing on the uh, extra crispy comfort food, is debuting its first uh, two Minnesota locations later this year. The first in the former Devani's Uptown location, 1414 West Lake Street, is slated to open in July. In the fall, another outpost in the former Vecchio's location at 406 14th Avenue Southeast will follow. Both will be franchised by restaurateurs Sam Zeng. In Minnesota, we'll really open a new cultures of food right now, said Marshall Nguyen. Is it Nguyen or just Win? They are really unclear about that. They're very unclear whether it's different, Win or Nguyen. Yeah, different people will tell you it's pronounced different ways. They will. You're absolutely right. I think Win is like wrong. I think that's just how people. So you think they it's think Nguyen? that they're pronouncing it all cool, but they're wrong. I still want to know how H M O O B is pronounced Mung. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's how it's spelled, and that's how it's pronounced. Well, it's like they only have about five last names, right? Because they're all clans. Yeah, they yeah, don't they have clan, a whole yeah. lot. Yeah, it's true. I worked with two uh, Hmong guys with the same last name, and I remember one day I asked them if they were related, and they didn't understand why I would think that. And then I said, well, you have the same last name. And they were like, oh, yeah. So they, like, they don't even think about their last names. No, they names. don't. It's a, it's a clan. Yeah, they, it's a clan thing. They don't, from what I understand, they don't even think about that. Yeah. 
Which is their business. Well, I suppose it's yeah. here it's like being a Smith or a Jones. Yeah. You know, well, look at... Well, if uh, I worked with two Smiths that were the same age and, you know, I would wonder if they were related. Look at Duran Duran. They had John Taylor, Roger Taylor, and Andy Taylor, and none of them were related. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, whatever. Bonchon, or Bonchon, how would you pronounce it? Bonchon? Andy? Bonchon. Bonchon, I think. We'll offer its signature chicken fried twice for maximum crispiness in wings, drumsticks, and strips and served in spicy and garlic soy sauces. Now, I have a question for you. Uh, Subway's having trouble because millennials don't want to eat there because it's a big loaf of bread with lunch meat on it. Are millennials going to want twice fried food? I don't see why not. Well, but they, they want only really healthy stuff. Yeah, they say they do. So you don't, you don't think that's well, true? No. Let's not remember. Well, uh, last week we touched on the Korean Korean cuisine that was brought up at that summit between North and South Korea. Oh, yeah, right. And I was like, oh, I would not touch this no, with that your would mouth. Not, that would not be good. And some of that stuff did not look very good. But Korean-style fried chicken. Now, oh, here we go. There are 18 Hmong clans. There are only 18? That's it? Wow. Yep. There are 18 Hmong clans. Where's, okay. Yep, there's Mua. I knew a bunch of Muas. Oh, yeah, there were a bunch of Muas, yeah. Well, Dua Mua was the one that was in the movie, right? Yeah, he was in um, uh, Gritty, Gran Torino. whatever. Gran Torino. Oh. Yeah, what the hell? was Spider. He played Spider yep. in Gran Torino. I'll yes, tell you did. what, though. When one of those top Hmong guys passes away, man, they come out in droves for their funerals. Yeah, they do. Wow. Absolutely. My favorite, though, and again, I think it's a wonderful name. I'm not making fun of the name. It's a great name, but... Andy went to school with a kid whose name was Rich Jew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> J-E-W, too, was spelled J-E-W. And it's funny because the parents great name. Americanized Richard, like, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. yeah so They knew. It's a great <laughs> name, man. I'll tell you, yeah, who's this? Rich Jew. Oh, okay, well, uh, it's a great name, man. Korean-style fried chicken has become extremely popular on the coast, where there are a handful of Korean restaurants in Minnesota. None of them are specifically known for their fried chicken, but Rabbit Hole at uh, Midtown Global Market does offer it. See, I don't know that I'm eating at a place called Rabbit Hole or anything whole. Bad name. Yeah. Red Rabbit. Oh, yeah, Red Rabbit's Italian, though, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Bonchan started in Busan, South Korea in 2002. It now has more than 200 locations all over the world and more than 60 in the United States. Currently, the closest outposts are in Chicago, but they'll be open. They're opening this summer or this fall? Uh, later uh, this year. It just says later this year. It doesn't say one. But Korean food is really good if you're talking like the Korean-style ribs or Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do they have over at uh, Payway? The Korean the hell is that Korean dish they have? Oh, it's phenomenal. It's really good. But I can't I remember the know. name. That's what I have. When I go to Payway, that's what I have is that Korean dish. It's fantastic. It's wonderful stuff. So, you know, there. oh, my God. I look down, there's a deer with an arrow through its face. Where'd he go, Andy? Where? Oh, here. <laughs> he goes where? Deer. Wow. Oh, right through its head. Right through its Ooh. head. And it doesn't seem to care that much. It's tough to get within 90 feet of a wild deer, and that's proving to be a problem in Oregon. That's because state police there say they've discovered two deer who were alive but have arrows shot through them. But authorities have thus far been unable to get close enough to tranquilize the animals and remove the arrows, reports the Oregonian. The animals were discovered Friday, one with an arrow through the head. It looks like it's through its jaw area, like behind the, the hinge of its jaw. I think it, that's where it is. I think it's like right behind its jawbone. It doesn't look comfortable, I will tell you that. <sighs> no. Um, but the life of a deer kind of sucks anyway. Yeah, so. That's pretty much true. The other one with the uh, the other one through the body near the neck in the Sandy Cove area of southwestern Oregon. Police say the arrows aren't a kind used in hunting. Oh, so somebody was just shooting deer for no reason just to shoot deer? I think they were just that they weren't, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Because yeah, those are like target arrows. If you uh, want to shoot deer with an arrow, you have to use, like, one that'll... It causes as much bleeding as possible so they'll, like, actually oh, so die, die. Instead quickly. of having tons of arrows in them and just walking around full of arrows. Because those, um, yeah, that's, that's like, uh, it's barely really going to cause any damage at all unless it hits a vein, which is not super likely. 
What are you laughing at over there, Melina? I'm sorry. It's just a coincidence that we went from a story about Korean barbecue, and then we touched on the Hmong clans, and then I always come back to your brother's story about the deer and the tenant at the apartment. Oh, that's right. That was my brother-in-law, actually. My brother-in-law used to own a... uh, he used to own a, a uh, rental house, a duplex over in North Minneapolis. One day he gets a call from the, the tenant on the first floor, and he goes, you got to get over here, man. There's something going on. There's blood coming through the chandelier in the dining room. And he's like, what? He goes, yeah, it's like pouring, man. It's unbelievable. The blood's just pouring through the chandelier. So my brother-in-law goes over there. He goes upstairs, and it was a, a recent immigrant to the United States who apparently went deer hunting and thought it was okay to butcher the deer on the dining room table. And it, I guess this thing bled everywhere. There was blood pouring through the guy's chandelier. Which means the deer was alive when he got it into his house. Well, yeah. He yeah. got it up to the second floor or whatever floor. It was, it was the second floor. Yeah, he got it up to the second floor and then butchered it. It's like, holy God. And deer look like lean, but they're not light. Oh, God, no. Those things weigh yeah. a lot. Let's see how much a deer weighs. Uh, if I had to guess, deer. I would say like about 100 some odd pounds. Uh, oh, it's got to be 200 pounds. For your standard think. deer. Uh, just reminds me, if the landlord, after that person moves out, all this carpet's got to go. Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was from... Uh, was it Dahmer? Dahmer, Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer. Can you imagine being the landlord <laughs> at Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment building? You open up the door. Ah, this carpet's got to go. <laughs> That was Kevin Meany, because there's murder blood all over the carpet. It's like, God. Yeah, white-tailed deer is about 125 pounds in deer. Really? So, you know. That's pretty good, man, hauling that up the stairs and then butchering yeah. the thing while it's still alive. I don't know how the hell they did that. God. Uh, you know, the thing about it is, over there by the train tracks by Theater Worth, there are deer everywhere over there. So he probably just went down to the railroad yeah. tracks and killed the deer, I suppose. Well, yeah, you can find a deer if you want one. Oh, God, yeah, easily in the city. Huh. They're all over the city, actually. Oh, man. By my house, there are constantly deer in my yard. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, over on, like, uh, Zenith. Turkeys? There are turkeys everywhere. So Just Big old flocks of turkeys walking around. And they're not friendly, from what no, I understand. By Alex's house, there's coyotes. Then she's got, yeah, coyotes. Oh. Well, we got coyotes in our yard, too. Oh, the oldest known spider was killed by a wasp at age 43. That's too it's bad. A pretty old spider. The world's oldest known spider was killed after living to the ripe old age of 43, per Fox News. The female trapdoor spider was killed by a parasitic wasp in October after she was studied by scientists started, uh, starting at her birth in 1974. The findings were published in a study in Pacific Con- Conservation Biology Journal per a statement from Curtin University in Western Australia, according to phys.org. Or site.org. physics, Researchers believe the uh, spiders can survive so long in the Australian outback thanks to their slow metabolism, distance from humans, and sedentary nature. Dubbed number 16 by the study, this particular female lived her entire life in a single burrow and was extremely close to the place of her birth. Per the Curtin University release, number 16 outlived the previous record holder, a captive tarantula in Mexico, by 13 years. Hmm. To our knowledge, this is the oldest spider ever recorded, and her significant life has allowed us to further investigate the trapdoor spider's behavior and population dynamics, lead author Leandra, or Leanda Mason said in a statement. The spider's death not only breaks the record for the world's oldest spider, but also demonstrates that long-term research is essential to understand how different species live in the Australian environment, the release said. The study, The Longest, li- uh, longest Lived Spider, my uh, my gallomorphs, or is it my gallomorphs? Mm, Dig deep and persevere. No, whatever, it's just a plug for yeah. a book or something. But yeah, that's too bad. A parasitic wasp kills 43 a 43-year-old spider. spider. That's really sad, isn't it? That's, uh, yeah, I didn't think any bug could live nearly that long. But Is a spider actually a bug? Well, I know bug it's an arachnoid. Yeah, a bug isn't really a real... You know, classification. Well, it's not, is it? No. That's very, very true. But, but yeah, it all most trapdoor spiders, they just they dig a hole, uh, cover the top of it with a web, and then just 
sit there and wait for something to fall into it, and that's how they spend their whole lives. So I guess if you're not moving for 99% of your life, then you can live a long time. I suppose. Yeah, well, that's the, yeah, but see, that's the whole thing. They tell human beings that if you live a sedentary lifestyle, you'll die young. That is, it depends on what they, I mean, like, you know, you have to move a certain amount in order to just not yeah, get I blood see, clots yeah, and stuff. Well, but true. as long as you don't have blood clots or aren't obese, then you're going to be fine. We will be right back. Special guest coming up next, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. I made a commitment to help this organization just like Weston Choppers, Northlight Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget, we're all in this together. www.goldstarride.org Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. A little schmoozing going on. What is this all about? There's a poll that's been taken. Since Trump's support for Democrats has tanked in key demographic? It's what, true. It is true? Yeah. Well, the Democratic Party has uh, kind of scared away a lot of people by being so weird about this race thing. Yeah, the race thing is going to really hurt that party if they don't knock it off because everything is about race to them now. Yeah. Everything's race. Yeah, and it's not even – like – um I don't remember what exactly the poll was, but it was some mm-hmm. sort of like, you know, race-based poll. Right. And Hispanics and white people are voting, are, are polling pretty similarly on right. that kind of thing. Yes. So Hispanics are like, I think they've been, a lot of them have been turned to the Republican Party because the Democrats are so anti-Christian. Yeah, um, which I don't really understand. How, why are they so anti-Christian now? Everyone needs something to hate. And it's okay to hate Christians. Because of the GLBT thing. I think so. Even though the Democratic Party doesn't really care that much about gay people anymore. They don't? Now it's trans people. Oh, now it's trans people? Even though there are like a thousand of them. you weren't supposed to call them trans people. I don't know what you're supposed to call them. There's a new word every month. I know. Every month there's a new word. And if you don't know what it is, you're a scumbag. First of all, 99% of Christians don't believe that GLBT people should be given fewer rights than anybody else. Yeah, no, that's not, that's... And again, if you really want to look at it, the part of the Bible that's, that talks that way is the Old Testament, which is Catholic and Jewish, mm-hmm. mostly Jewish. So uh, I don't know why you would go after Christians specifically. It makes no sense to me because it's the majority. That, that's what it is, isn't it? You go after white people because yep. they're in the majority. You go after Christians because they're the majority. It's all, oh, we're, we're, a minor- we're a minority with you. It's like, no, you're not. Good God. I thought we were progressive and, and liberal, and that's not very liberal. I will tell you that. While overt, overt support for the Republican Party did not change from 2016, the same amount of young voters, 39%, now say they would support a Republican for Congress as a Democrat erasing the 14% gap in the 2016 poll. Additionally, millennials are now almost evenly split on which party has a better economic plan. Andy, you called this actually about a year ago. Remember that? No. 
You don't remember calling this saying that the more the more liberal that uh, the generation between yours and mine gets, the more likely it will be that people younger than you would begin to to actually become the opposite of whatever. Well, kind I of- figured Generation Z, which is the one after millennials, so born like 2000 and after, they're the ones who are a lot more conservative than millennials. Millennials are yeah. like the second most liberal generation in history after the hippies. After the hippies, yeah. And they were all drug dealers, so yeah. you know, that worked out really yeah, well. Yeah, they were liberal because they wanted to get high and get free stuff all year. Would you say 2000 or 2000? Because if you said 2005, you're talking 18, 24-year-olds. Well, 2000 would be 18. Uh, no, excuse me. I'm, I'm talking about uh, 19, 1995 to 2000. Uh, 1995 is like the low-end cutoff, but 2000 is like the middle of everyone's estimates well, so this is, this is the 18 to 30 18 to 34 people so you're still in that so it, it includes z generation z and millennials additionally millennials are now almost evenly split on uh, split on which party has a better economic plan 34 percent favored democrats on the issue while 32 percent favored republicans in 2016 democrats outperformed republicans on the economic question by 12 points yeah i mean the problem is the giveaway programs i'm sorry but I think people are wise enough to know now that all you're trying to do is buy their votes using other people's money. Yeah. That's the one that, yes, everybody wants everyone to live a happy life and a good life, but you know what? Get off your ass and contribute. All right? That's the key. You have to contribute in order to count. Correct? Yeah. Well, no, but it should be that way. I mean, it should be that way. I'm looking at the uh, yeah the, the the difference between 2016 and 2018. Yeah, Democrats have dropped in every category, the and Republicans, Republicans have, gone, have up. gone up in every category. Yep, and it's because I just think it's because they've gone way over the deep end on condemning people and trying to ruin people's lives. You can't do that. You're not really liberal and progressive if you're trying to ruin entire groups of people. That's not what liberalism is. Look, I, whenever I take one of those surveys, those tests, whatever, I tend to lean left on my viewpoints because I don't care what your color is. I don't care what your gender is, your orientation is. I don't care about any of that stuff. What I care about is you being a jerk. Like I said, you're an a-hole. I just assume you're an a-hole until I get to know you, and then if you're not, good. Glad to hear it. Oh, wow. They didn't mention that the don't know slash other, so basically abstain, went way up to 2016 it was 18%, 2018 it was 26%. So even people who aren't uh, in either party is going up now, too, yeah. by quite a bit. That's, you know, 8% in two years going up uh for no party affiliation. Do it's you, not surprising to me either because a lot of people online, I'm seeing they're very anti-Democrat, but they're not Republican. No, I agree. Yeah, they, do, they, they, they don't like the Democrats because the Democrats are, they don't like them because they're white. But they don't like the Republicans necessarily, so they just don't really have a party in general. Well, there was one stat on that that said they used to, that, that, that uh, a, a, high, a very high number of young people favored Democrats uh, white, a number of high, high uh, young white people uh, favor Democrats over Republicans. But since uh, white people are being attacked constantly on the news now, particularly yep. white men, they're fed up with it. Well, yeah, they make up like 60-something percent of the country. You can't alienate the majority race of the, an entire country and expect that to go well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know whose idea that was, but everything is race-based now. Everything's about being white or being people of color or whatever. Well, I will say you're seeing a whole lot fewer protests and that kind of thing about, you know, this nothing things happening because some, you know, black guy got shot or arrested or something. Yeah. Those were true. huge like four or five years ago, and you don't really see them too often in the past couple of years. What we want to do is try to live together, not let's blame you for everything that went wrong. I mean, what we're trying to do is, yes, come together as one and work together and everybody gets the same breaks and everybody gets treated the same, but that's not what you're doing. You're treating people like dirt so other people are supposed to feel better about themselves. 
well, how lame are you that you'd feel better about yourself because other people are being treated very poorly? That makes no sense. I mean, there are races of people treated horribly, so now your answer is to treat another race horribly? That makes Does that make any sense to either one of you? Uh, no. If they were born 200 years ago, they would be the people saying, we need slaves, slavery is good. That's true. You're absolutely right. There are just, you know, a large subset of the population, they just want something to hate, and they'll hate whatever is acceptable to hate. That's true. Unfortunately. I know. You'll never guess what Kim Kardashian almost... Oh, yeah, leave that one up. Leave that story up. Is that... No, no. You leave that story up you had up there. Or you can name this. You'll never guess what Kanye and Kim Kardashian almost named their baby. You're right. I will never guess it because I don't care. Uh, Chicago West was a name that almost never was. That's at least according to new mom Kim Kardashian. On Monday, Kim chatted with Ellen DeGeneres about the most recent addition to the Kardashian family. She told Ellen viewers that she and Kanye went back and forth deciding on baby names before settling on Chicago. He really wanted his mother's name, and I love that name too. I just wasn't sure, Kim told Ellen. Kanye's mother, Donda, died in 2007 due to surgical complications. It was from plastic surgery, wasn't it? Uh, breast implants, I breast think. Breast implants, yeah, I think that's right. It's a real uh, good way to go. Um, But Kim wasn't too hot on the idea of Donda Kardashian West, so she uh, played it off by saying the name was just too important. Oh, it was a breast reduction surgery. Oh, breast reduction. That's what it was. I was going to say, who the hell gets breast implants when you're 50-plus or whatever? Yeah, that's true. You would be surprised, I think. Wasn't his mother a professor at the University of Chicago? Um, I I believe. I think Donda West was a professor at a university. I think both of his parents were like Well, his dad was a Black Panther. His dad was a Black Panther, exactly. And then Kanye's just a moron. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Where are you going? Away. Oh, okay. What do you mean you're going away? Going away. God, we're done in five minutes. You can't sit down for five minutes. I've never liked you. <laughs> what? I completely forgot to pay for my Oh, God, you better get out there and make sure you didn't get towed. Donda West was a doctorate. Haver and a professor of English at Clark Atlanta University. Well, Clark Atlanta. Okay. And chair of the English department at Chicago State. There you go, Chicago State. I knew she worked at, uh, uh, in Chicago. Yeah, she was a very, very bright woman. He w- and then they moved to Nanjing. That's Nanjing? weird. <laughs> yeah. When? Uh, when Kanye was 10, so this would have been 87. Oh, no wonder he's so screwed up. They moved to China? Yep. Why did they move to China? For a job? Uh... Part of an exchange program. Oh, it was an exchange program. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> when uh, asked about his grades in high school, West replied, oh, "I got A's and B's, and I'm not even fronting." Yeah, I'm sure you're a super street there, bud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, super street. Yeah. Both you know the Chinese are not known for academics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at all. Yeah, they don't study. <laughs> Producers on ABC's The View were hard at work on Monday, saving the network from comedian Kathy Griffith's potty mouth. Griffin joined The View to discuss the backlash surrounding her photo with a mock-up of President uh, Trump's severed head. She's never going to live that down. And despite being on a broadcast news network in the middle of the day, she had no problem using profane language. Uh, The Daily Caller counted at least five times in the 10-minute segment that producers had to mute Griffin after she dropped curse words. The first instance happened within minutes of Griffin being at The View roundtable. If not censored, such language could cost the network some significant cash. And uh, FCC fines. At one point, Griffin was explaining how she was under an FBI investigation for the photo. Yeah, that's going to happen when you, in a way, threaten to kill the president. Yeah. I know that's not what you meant to do, but that's what it looked. She looks horrible, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she ruined her life. Well, she shaved her head, remember. Oh, she did? Yeah. Who did she think she was? That one singer? Sinead O'Connor? Skinhead O'Connor. And she got into it with her neighbor. Why? What? what happened to the neighbor? Uh, remember, we we touched on this whenever it happened. Uh, I think it was late last year. But I mean, hey, if she were my neighbor, I mean, I would be pissed oh, off. Kathy too. Griffin. Yeah, I'd move. <laughs> no, I seriously would. I go, hey, you should buy my house too. At the end of the segment, the co-host seemed unsure as to whether or not Griffin was supposed to be returning after the commercial break. Whoopi Goldberg cut off Griffin, but insisted they wanted to hear more, causing Joy Behar to ask Griffin if uh, if Griffin would be coming back. 
Uh, the producer said, no, she is not coming back. Mm. Guests on The View will often span multiple commercial breaks, but a spokesperson for ABC said that Griffin's segment was not cut short despite of the incessant cursing. Yeah, you're lying. Yes, it was. Yeah, the FCC doesn't mess around with that kind of thing. They don't like it when you start dropping the F-bomb on broadcast television. No, they do not. And apparently she was dropping the F-bomb quite, quite often. It's so weird because, like, why don't they go after the person who swore and not the, you know... I mean, like, the station can't help it if someone just randomly decides to swear. It's bad law, actually, to tell you the truth. Uh, yeah, it's not It's not the view's fault that she decided to drop the F-bomb. Yeah, so, I mean, they really should go after Kathy. They, well, I mean, hypothetically, they should go after Kathy, not the view. I mean, unless the, the, you know, unless the station is obviously not doing anything about it. But I guess. If they're doing know. something to the best of their ability and a swear word gets through anyway, that's not on them. Yeah, the whole thing doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I, I mean, it really, it really does not make any sense to me at all the well, way they handle these situations. A lot of FCC laws, like, they wrote it up in 1910 and then just patched it over and over again instead of yeah. rewriting it. So what yeah. we've got is laws, you know, held over from, you know, radio plays from before any of us were born. See, you got a problem here now. Well, we don't have a problem. She has a problem because she will never be booked to be on any television show ever again. Yeah, no, she's... I don't know why she's actively destroying her own career. She but is crazy. She is. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't know. She, it's, she's kind of acting like she's got some dementia or something. She really does, and I don't really understand the... She's going for the howdy-doody look right now, which I don't really get. She wants to be... She. Wants to have that pixie whatever look yeah, that's so big like right now, yeah. but it, I don't think she has the hair for it because she's got to be, what, 60-something? Mm, I would think so, yeah. She's almost 60, yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I, I, I don't know. You, you feel bad for her because there's got to be something wrong with her. I, it, it's, yeah. This is not just her being a jerk. There's something wrong with her, man. Oh, look, she took back her apology for the head photo. Oh, she did? She she apologized and decided she didn't want to apologize? Oh, my God. Well, whatever. Whatever, lady. Do what you need to do Have to fun get through going life. Broke. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Tom Bernard Show.